Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old man Grognard here. Welcome to Tuesday. Well, well, well. Hope you're all hope you're all doing well. <laughs> uh, I had a the game Sunday. I had a game Sunday, Swords and Wizardry in the Midlands, as you know. It was a, I call it a session half. Uh, it's not a session. I don't do session zeros. I do session halves because after the after a little, we drop the characters and a little discussion of the world. Then I run a bit of the first adventure, usually a, an encounter or two, just to get them, you know, get the feel of it. So, I the session one will start next time we play, which is in a couple of weeks. Anyway, I had three players. I had a friend who I'd met, we'd talked before, and he showed up like the time before when nobody else did, and we just sat around for five hours and talked at the game store. But I had this couple show up, this guy who he'd enthusiastic about the game he's played he said i played he's one of those guys i played a long time ago but i haven't i'm getting back into it perfect good he was with this gal who was quite quiet and he says that she's never played before okay good i love introducing new role-playing games to new people she seemed kind of withdrawn and she spoke very low, and the combination of the game store with like three ga- three or four games going around us, and me being a little hard of hearing, I had her sit right next to me so I can I can hear hear her. And she, they sat down, and I gave them the book. I says, "Okay, we're going to make characters." Um, he wanted to know what kind of classes and races there were. I says, well, I went through the races, or the classes, and the races are, you know, human, dwarf, elf, halfling. But I went through the classes with them. I showed them the book, and they just sat there and read the classes. And it was quite a while. My, my, my other friend hadn't showed up yet. He finally showed up. And they decided to, the, the, the guy wanted to write a he wanted to do a ranger okay fine so we wrote up a ranger and i asked what she wanted to do and she wanted to be a druid okay fine we'll be a druid my other friend shows up he the last meeting we had he drew up a cleric but he decided to do up a new character and play another character instead so he drew up a fighter and i thought okay we've got ranger druid fighter kind of weak on the magic good on the holy magic but kind of weak on everything else so i might have to you know have them find something or boost them on on the way well it the the game commenced and they had a couple of encounters and i noticed that the girl i don't want to well the 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 female, the woman. <laughs> These days, I don't know what to call females anymore. Uh, the gal, she was very observant and quiet. She chose as a spell fairy fire, 
which considering the spell list for druids in Swords of Wizardry, that's about as good as you can get because the spell list is kind of weak, which I was surprising, surprised. And so we played along. They got hired by this guy to guard the shipment of ale from one town to another and to contact this other guy who's a spy for the brewery and a lord in town. So, okay, that's the thing. They had a couple of encounters, and she mostly whacked people with her staff, which was okay. I started the thing in the middle of a fight, and there is a point to this. <laughs> there is a point to this, and I'm getting to it. I'm kind of taking the long way around the barn. But during the course of the game, she was very quiet, and I'm single her out because this is the kind of thing that... that well, not singling her out, but I mean, this is the kind of player that, that you'll run into sometime. She's doing it because the guy she's with is doing it. I'm not sure if she is invested in the game in any in any uh, way because I can't tell. I, I can, I mean, I can kind of kind of tell, but I, I just I don't know. So I'm prepared to go either way. Either she drops out or she stays with the game. And I just felt like I had to get her a little bit more out of her shell. Role-playing is, I could see in her eyes, role-playing is a new and foreign concept. Add to that, being in a game store with, there was about 25 people in that game area. And it's a big area. They have, they have lots of tables. And there's about 25 people. I think about a half a dozen of them were women. So there's that being uncomfortable. And I tried to ease her as much as possible. In fact, I made it a point to role play with her, with the NPCs. She ran into this one guy. They were on a, the town's on a river, Burnton. The town is on a river, and it has a dock, and it has warehouses, and goods come up and down the river, and there's, you know, trading companies there and warehouse companies, and so they had to find out information about these guys who stole the scabbard they needed for the, the adventure, and so they go down to the docks, and they run into this one guy who is, he's got a chalkboard or a slate, and he's checking off stuff that is coming off the ship, and in the book, in the in the adventure, he's supposed to be really rude and like, don't bother me, go talk to the people in the office. And I, she decided, I says, well, what do you guys want to do? Because one of them, they're looking for the scabbard. They need the scabbard so that, because that identifies him to the spy, the, the, the guy in the other town. So... You know, the, and, and the guy who was supposed to give it to him lost it. So they had to go back in the bar, talk to the bartender, talk to the, the wenches, talk to the, the kid that was... The other guys talked there, and she decided she wanted to talk to this guy. And so I'm going, I'm thinking in my head, okay, this guy's really rude with most everybody, but I'm going to give him a quirk. That, I'm going to give him personality that he considers himself something of a ladies' man. So she walks up, and I start doing the, <clears throat> Well, what can, I, what can I help you with, my dear? A lovely thing you are. What can I do for you? And so I was, I was going for, like, the charming but a little bit smarmy 
type of thing. And I could tell she was asking questions. She started to smile. And it's like, yeah, let's keep this going. So we role-played for a few minutes. They got the information, went on to the next encounter. And, okay, fine. And I could tell she was starting to enjoy herself because, you know, she'd hit, she'd miss in the fights. So she'd mostly sling her staff. Maybe fairy fire, what are you going to do, you know? But at the end, I said at one point, because they had to meet the guy to meet the shipment at the brewery to take it, you know, to, to go with them. And, but they had to get the scabbard first. So that was like a little mini adventure I did during session half. And so they got that, and I said, okay, he'll meet you at the brewery the next morning, and what do you guys want to do? Do you want to get anything in town and stuff like this? Because I'm going to end it here, and we're going to pick up next session the morning of you're going to take off. And I thought that was a great way to end it. But before I did that, I wanted to do a little more role-playing with her. So I said, okay, you guys are going going to your to the to the inn wherever you're staying. And I pointed to her, you're walking down an alley, a dark alley, and I see just like garbage and dogs and cats and all this stuff. All of a sudden this large dog out of the darkness, because it's it's night now, it comes out. And it's a, you recognize it as a wolf. And the wolf looks at her and walks up right to her and say, what are you doing here? Why are you in this place of men? You belong in the forest, protecting the nature. And she explains, well, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm helping out here. And, and the wolf just nods and say, I see, if you're dealing with men, you need this. And he bows his head down and instructs her to take this collar he's wearing. He's wearing this collar made of leaves, you know, branches and things like that. I said, may this help you on your way. May nature protect you. And she takes the collar and she and the, the wolf said, bows to her and runs off into the darkness. He disappears. And I said, do you put the collar on? She says, yes. I says, all right, fine. We're doing ascending armor class in this, by the way. So, <clears throat> and she was like armor class 12, 13, something like that. He says, okay, you are now, this is a protection collar. You are now AC 16. And so I gave her a buff on that and she smiled again. And because I knew I was starting to, I was starting to crack that shell. And so I, I just, it was, it was, it was so gratifying to me to see I could draw somebody out with my role playing. I don't, I mean, I, I've role played with other role players who can do this and it's nice and everything like that. But just her, it gave me I, yeah, it sounds kind of egotistical, but I hope I made her day. I hope I, I hope I t gave her a taste of what it's like to role play, so she'll come back, because I like seeing somebody like that enjoy themselves. I have an ex-wife who we started role playing, and she was the same way, but it took a long time. Several. She loved to role play. She loved playing role playing games. She loved playing D and D. But it took a long time for her to get out of there and actually be proactive and things like that. I'm not asking for, you know, I'm not asking for the life of the party. I'm not asking for Olivier. I'm not asking for even a Broadway star. I just, I just wanted her to just 
be relaxed. I was trying to make her relaxed in this game. I was trying to make her feel at home in this game. And I could tell she was enjoying the role-playing that everybody else was doing and I was doing and all this other stuff. And that's what I'm saying about leading by example. Because, yes, I'm an actor. Yes, I can do this stuff really easy and really well. But that's not the point. And I'm not trying to be egotistical about it, but that's not the point. The point is, I do it, so I encourage other people. I notice that. When I start doing it, other people start doing it. And I'm the kind of guy who likes to lift all boats. I liked, I do this in the show. If there's an ensemble show and I'm acting the hell out of something, it's not me being, oh, look at me. Look, I'm the great actor. It's not, it's not me being there. It's me saying to the other cast members, come on, guys, come up here. Come up here this, to this level if they're not. I mean, I've, I've done ensemble shows where everybody is on point. And so I don't have to do that. And so I'm just enjoying myself and we're enjoying each, you know, reinteracting each other. But it's, but if I can lift somebody up that way to that level, that's where the fun is. See, come on up here. This is where the fun is type of thing. And if she doesn't want to do that, that's fine. Well, my other goal is also to get her to talk a little louder so I can hear her. But if she doesn't want to do that, that's fine. But, you know, Every, it's baby steps. Every little bit counts. She she broke out of that a little bit. And if she wants to stay there, that's fine. Because I always worry about the quiet people. I don't worry in my Monday game about, about like, like Jimbo, the guy who we're, we're playing at his house. I don't worry about him because he's role-played enough and he's I know how he's going to react. He's one of those guys like Silent Bob. He will be quiet, wait his turn, or whatever he wants to do until you shine that light on him. And then you can see what kind of a good role player he is. And he's like Silent Bob in the fact that when he does say something, people listen. Because he doesn't say what he's doing. And every once in a while, he will interject saying, I do this, what is it? And he'll ask, he'll ask good questions too. So I don't worry about him. I know he's quiet, but there are people like this. This is their first time. This is a strange place. There's all these men around. There's all these people around. There's a lot of noise. And you're doing, she's doing something that her, the, the, the guy came. And so I, I, she, she's not a, let me put it this way. She's not a hang, and she doesn't seem like a hanger on. She's not a hanger-on. She's truly trying to do this. And I so appreciate that. I so appreciate that as a game master. Because, you know, you could have told him, no, I don't want to do this. And he goes off by himself or he doesn't go or something like that. But you chose to came, come to my game and do this. And she don't people like that don't know how much i appreciate that i feel i almost i do feel honored in that respect so that's a little story i just wanted to talk about you know my experience there and how you can how a, a gm has a responsibility to make sure everybody has fun of course but try to draw out some of the more reticent reticent there we go the more reticent players because sometimes you can tell that they want to, but they're afraid to. And it's your job to put them at ease and show them how much fun it is. So, take that, use it, and I'm going to go start my day. So, 
All right, so if you want to talk about this or anything else, you can get a hold of me at oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can support this program, and I would thank you, and thank you to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel, as always. You guys are great. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.